Did you ever wonder what could have been with the AWA had things gone differently? Had their fortunes gone differently? Had certain wrestlers not left and perhaps more money would have been at the disposal of the Ganyas? Well, wonder no further. You can go to Brad Drake's YouTube channel and experience the 1987 Supermod for yourself. As Brad Drake starts off in May 1987, along with Greg Ganya, Baron Von Rochke, Vern Ganya himself, Nick Bockwinkle, Larry Zabisco, Kurt Hennig, and a slew of others as he plays and saves the AWA. Do you ever wonder what would happen if, well, if... If you give a dad a podcast. I'm what you call a nerdy fan. I nerd out at this stuff, hardcore. You'll hear me talk about anime on here. You'll hear me talk about Power Rangers. You'll hear me talk about wrestling on here. Okay. Had a axe handle with a twisted T on it. There is right after that twisted T video went viral, and man, they went out and grabbed it and smacked you in the head with it. It was so. That's great. I'd like to think of this podcast as a nostalgia moment for me to show where I can talk about whatever I want. I'm a, I'm a human and I'm a chiropractor. There was a picture of me. It looked like I was on the side of a ramen box over in China. But... So I took my kids with me to Comic-Con. I thought that was really cool. Well, I don't know if my wife should listen to this podcast. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> you know, you hope. Like, and then Robert said this. <laughs> if you give a dad a podcast, available now on all podcasting platforms. Hey everyone, this is Brian Ferguson, the host of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. We are on today because of you. And in order to continue the podcast and get the guests on here that require some financial compensation, we're going to need help from people like you. Right now, we're attempting to get our YouTube videos monetized through YouTube. We need 1,000 subscribers in order to do that. So I've decided that if the 1,000 subscriber We'll get a free t-shirt like this from me and come on the show as a guest on the podcast. So subscribe today and that 1,000 subscriber will be contacted by me and be given a t-shirt and come on the show. So subscribe today. If you already have, thank you. If you haven't, please do and tell your friends and subscribe today and we'll talk to you soon and enjoy the podcast. to another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. My guest today is known as the natural born villain. He is the promoter and wrestles for the organization called Wrestling for a Cause and wrestles for Mid-States Wrestling and other independent promotions. It is my pleasure to introduce to you Mr. Tim, the natural villain Rockwell. Tim, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, no problem. Uh, I really appreciate you reaching out and bringing me on, man. I love doing these podcasts, and the more I get to do, the more our story gets out there, and the more we get to talk about Wrestling for a Cause. Yeah, I uh, I actually, last year, about this time, actually, uh, I first saw you at Mid-States in, Har- in uh, Harrison, Arkansas. It was, the, uh, it was this, actually, the Bobby uh, Eaton Invitational. 
Yes, Bobby Eaton. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was my first exposure to to you and and to Mid States and all those guys. And I was just so impressed with all of you, how you guys conducted yourselves. And um, I just kept wanting to come back. And, and I have a few times when you guys are in Springfield, Missouri, and and uh, absolutely love you guys. So I am so glad you were able to come on tonight and, and, and do this podcast with us so uh, appreciate it my friend appreciate it that's awesome because you know you get to see a side of me that you wouldn't get to see see it uh, wrestling for a cause you know because it's a it's a different villain over there you yeah. know he's over here helping children cancer yeah. but yeah you get to really like get to see the actual natural born drilling over mid-states and, and I, I love mid-states so much so it's like yeah. i just love I, I love the atmosphere just like the fans, the reaction that I can get from the fans. It's just yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, you, I'll, I'll be honest, you look like a villain when you're there. You look like one. You act like one when you're coming out into the ring and, and when you're doing your wrestling and all that. And you just, you do it beautifully. And and, it, and to me, honestly, that's kind of a lost art in the, in the, mm-hmm. in the, bigger promotions, you know, and it's kind of a lost art. And you, for me anyways, and I know for probably a lot of fans out there that uh, go to your shows, or if they haven't, they need to, that you do it old school. To me, anyways. And I you know that's a missing piece today in today's wrestling. I get, I get a lot of flack from some of my peers because I I'm so old school, you know, and I don't do this uh, this new new school. Uh, man, not everybody can be the same. Not everybody's going to do the same. And I I decided that I wanted to continue doing what like what you said is a lost art in professional wrestling, mm-hmm. and that's not just the character, but the storytelling itself, mm-hmm. you know, because like that's how I've always based my entire characters off is I've got to emotionally adapt to this crowd. I got to figure out how to get the crowd to believe that I am really this guy. Mm -hmm. And, and I I feel like I do a really good job at that. And, and, uh, that, 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 that ain't just a lost art in a big time, but the lost art right in the indie indie scenes because everybody wants to be the cool bad guy. Yeah. They want to be the Hall of Nash. You know what I mean? I don't, man. I, I want to be. I, I want to be the natural born villain. Like I, I, I want people to boo me, hate me. I'm going to shake your hand if you buy my merchandise 100 percent every time because I'm just a good customer service uh, yeah. like that. But, but it, in the end, when I walk through that curtain, if you're cheering me, you're going to be booing me by the end of the night because yeah. that, that's that's my job. That's my job. And that's how I, I like to portray it because I want people to not really hate me, but for the moment, really, right. really hate me. You know? So like, I, I appreciate that. That, that means a lot uh, saying, saying those things like that, because I feel like storytelling and, and that character of a bad guy, it's a lost art. It's old school. And, yeah. and I feel like old school there's still there's still a place for old school and professional wrestling even though we've evolved there's always going to be a spot for old school in my opinion sure not a whole card i get it yeah but 
I mean, you could say that, but you go look at mid states, man, they're putting on phenomenal shows and it's all old school. So, I mean, yeah. hey. no, I, I agree. Uh, you know, when I saw you, like I said, last year, it was, uh, amazing. I was like, Oh my goodness. I haven't seen this type of, uh, wrestling show in years. And, you know, I've, I've been to a lot, I've been to Indies, I've been to the WWE events, the AEW events, and, and I, I mean, I just can't say enough about, not just mid-states, I, I follow wrestling for a cause, I haven't been to a sure. show yet, I plan on getting to one soon, um, but, you know, it's just a lost art to me, and in fact, I, uh, I talked to Jason Jones couple weeks back when he was in uh we were at the cauliflower alley club reunion he happened to he was there too and i was talking about that i'll be be there next year all right good good i'll be there next good 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 i i'm really excited about you guys and what you guys are doing so what i want to get into now if we could a little bit is talk about growing up where are you from originally growing up uh kind of your childhood things like that how you got into wrestling all right, we'll strap in the seatbelt, man, and let's do this. So, um, <laughs> I I grew up I grew up here uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, I moved around quite a bit. Um, I lived with my dad for the most part, and then I would go with my mom on the weekends. And the cool part about going with my mom is she was uh, married to the guy Robert, uh, who was my stepfather my entire life until recently when he passed but he so happened his sister it's crazy his sister was married to a wrestling promoter oh okay and uh they had, they had so they had their own wrestling promotion so every saturday night my my stepdad and my mom would let me go with my aunt wrestling from i uh, this is probably uh from the night about 1990 to 93 or so 94 95 in that area mm-hmm. i went every saturday sat pretty much next to the same people every time man and it, it was it was like a time of my life and, and i knew i knew when i was going there, I was like this is what i want to be i didn't know i was going to be a wrestling promoter yeah i, knew I was going to be a wrestling professional wrestler i had to figure out how to do it so, you know, I'd always talk to my dad. My dad did not care. He's like, if you want to be a pro wrestler, go be a pro wrestler. You want to be a clown, be a clown. I don't care. <laughs> Do something with your life. Be something that you want, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had this weird obsession with clowns. When I, everybody was scared of clowns. I loved clowns. Like, <laughs> clowns were just, which is why I'm a huge Joker fan, yada, yeah. yada, yada, you know. Yeah. So, but um, uh, I uh, – I went every time. I watched them set up. I watched them work their matches. I watched them go over their matches. I saw it all, man, and I still thought it was real. Yeah. Still thought it was real. I was smartened up later, later as I got older into a team because I I told my uncle I said I want to do this. I want to be a professional wrestler. I want to do this. And he he you know I I, I had to graduate high school. That was a, that yeah. was a big deal between my dad, my mom, everybody. Graduate high school, you can be whatever wrestling you want. So, in the process, I started doing like amateur wrestling and stuff like that. I did like I, I wrestled for like three years. Uh, most of my sports I stopped doing in tenth grade because 
I got into like smoking weed and doing all thought well, I thought I was doing the cool stuff with the cool kids and yeah. pretty much ruined my baseball career, which I had basically a scholarship to play baseball for and I chose marijuana over it. So uh Sorry to so, hear that. but 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 I would have never became a professional wrestler. I would never start WFC if I'd have done all that. None of this would have ever happened. Yeah. So I look at it like hey, I was supposed to, something like that was supposed to happen. May not have to do with marijuana or anything, but yeah. something like that was supposed to happen in my life. But so, you know, I, uh, I, I just, I, f- I finished high school. My dad had a heart, major heart attack uh, at oh. like oh, 47. I want to say that he was 47. He had a major heart attack. And the main thing he really wanted was me to graduate high school. Yeah. Graduate. Please graduate high school. So I, I went back to school. I graduated high school. I uh, got my diploma. Um, my dad kicked me out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> my dad kicked me out of the house uh, because you know I was just I was just doing teenage stupid stuff, coming yeah. home late, uh, drinking, you know, stuff that teenagers shouldn't be doing, but did anyways in the nineties right. and early two thousands. Um, so I ended up moving in with my mom. Uh, down in uh, Grapevine, Texas. Then we moved up to uh, League City, Texas, Houston, Texas, Dallas. Lived all in that area a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then I moved back. My mom moved back. And the moment we moved back, I told her I was going to, uh, I wanted to go to wrestling school. Mm-hmm. I wanted to become a professional wrestler. Uh, now, uh, there was like two years of my life that there was no wrestling in my life. No Raw, no, none of that. Because yeah. like, I was just, I was out of the loop, you know? And then I started getting back into it, and I told myself, like, my dream is to be a professional wrestler. It was never to be a baseball player or football player. I love watching sports and everything, but, like, my my dream has always been a professional wrestler. Ever since I was two years old, that's what I said. I wanted to be a pro wrestler. Every time in school, they used to say, hey, at the end of the year, you had to fill out what you was going to be. And every single time it was professional wrestler, you know, I I remember – I was like in the 11th grade filling that out. And they're like, dude, don't you think you're a little bit old? And they're like, actually, I'm not old enough to be a pro wrestler. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, yeah. and even now, I'm, I'm 30 now and 39. They're like, aren't you a little old to be a pro wrestler? I'm like, no, actually, I'm in my prime, <laughs> right. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so, um, anyways, uh, I uh, graduated high school. I'm, in, in, I'm, I'm living with my mom. Uh, my mom's giving me her vehicle to go to training school, which was in Tulsa, and we was living in Owasso, which is like about 25 miles apart where, okay. where I was training at. So uh, I, me and my Uncle Bernie, my Uncle Bernie was a wrestler. Uh, at the time, he was retired. He uh, took me to the school, Steel Rage Pro Wrestling School, which was being ran uh, by Dexter Hardaway. And I started training there, uh, met actually some of my friends that I have today, um, met my friend that we just recently did a memorial show, Jake, uh, Jake McCoy. That's where I met Jake at. Okay. He was already a wrestler. So I went through the training. I trained um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every okay. week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and sometimes Saturdays when we had to set up for a show. But every week I never missed. I trained for I think it was six months if I'm mistaken but four days a week before they put me in the show and then I continued training after that but then they put me in the show 
and this is 2004. Okay. So here I am. I started training in early, late 2003, and here it is, 2004, and I'm being put in a match. And I tell my <laughs> entire family, tell my entire family about it. Everybody, everybody, that could, come on, come out, come out. Tickets were five bucks. Yeah. Get it in at the time, you know. Everybody, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out, dude. We pulled in like, oh my god, I had so many people. So I was so over, like yeah. just. Freaking like the most over guy on the roster at the time. And I'm just in a battle royal as a rookie, you know. And, <laughs> and I went into battle royal. Uh, I think they played a little favorite today. He brought the crowd, let him win. Uh, <laughs> ended up winning the battle royal. Ended up winning the battle royal. And um, it, the adrenaline I got that night was the something I never had in my entire life. Yeah. Like, wow. That was cool. So that was that was the start of where I was headed to become a professional wrestler. Like I've been around professional wrestling my entire life, mm -hmm. but yeah. I've never been in it. Now I'm actually in that business, you know? And, yeah. and at this time, my uncle, my uncle Raymond, who had owned the wrestling federation when I was a kid was the uh, cameraman. Cause he was putting together the TV show for him. Okay. So like he was there, so he was. The, oh no, no, no! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, he was the manager of the bad guy stable that was beating me up, <laughs> and and he was doing the camera work and all that stuff, you know. So yeah, uh, so so that was like, a, and my, my other uncle Bernie was a part of that same stable. They're like New Texas Outlaws, and they beat me up, and it was like it was surreal because I grew up watching these guys. Now they're beating me up. Uh, <laughs> ended up going with them and um i didn't really start getting better till like uh cause like four or five years in because the first three years i was i was very spotty you know yeah. let's do spot 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 and then it was, it was like finally one day it, it clicked yeah There's, that's cool you're doing too much slow it down bud yeah slow it down man yeah so i start i started doing seminars started talking to legends you know like trevor murdoch and yeah. guys like that and they they like you know like i did like a ricky steamboat um seminar and like they taught me the things that i was missing in professional wrestling the thing like like i was there but i wasn't getting it it right. wasn't clicking and then you know once once i understood the hey there's a story to every match there's a story to everything yeah. Utilize storytelling, utilize psychology, and utilize not being so much of a spot monkey, uh, mm -hmm. which I again just You're right. not my no. cup no. of tea. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. So I just I started focusing on storytelling. So I'd go back and I'd watch like Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson. I'd, I'd watch everything I, I could get my hand on yeah. and watch the psychology, watch the movement learn everything so i started so then i picked up and started doing this texas gimmick mm -hmm. after my uncle and them were, were doing it. so i'm doing this texas gimmick and then uh about 2012 i decided that i need to change i need something different like i'm evolving as a wrestler i'm becoming better yeah. so uh, i i i i was watching that movie uh, natural born killers ah and I, that's a, such a cool name. I would love that name. Yeah. <laughs> but what? I can't be in that K 
killer. And then I remember we they, they had the natural born thrillers and uh, thrillers. What was that in WCW? Natural born thrillers. I yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that sounds right. Something like that. Oh, uh, and I was uh, and then I, I was like wanting to do a villain character because I was wanting to I was wanting to take bits of my favorite villains and kind of create a character behind it. Yeah, and I'm like the natural born villain and then my buddy john cross is like dude that would be a great stable so we kind of started a stable with it uh-huh. and then i was like well what's this we ain't gonna do that with the stable i want to continue being the natural born villain so i i started becoming the, and by the way this is before marty scroll um that's right yeah <laughs> um i just financially wasn't there like he was um right but i think i, I think i won that one um yeah. So I I started thinking like, okay, how do I do this? So I was, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be this villain. I'm gonna wear black and purple and try to be like a William Regal style villain, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't work. I was like, okay. So then I moved to the black and white. Like, okay. Then I started donning like a little mask for my entrance. Yeah. Like, okay. Then I wore like leather vest or not? Sorry, a leather jacket like Negan. Like okay, I was like, ah, too much Negan, so I had to throw the vest away. But then I, then I switched it up to like, um, my buddy of mine said, "Do you should wear like a hooded vest, not like AJ Styles, but like a hooded vest?" Yeah. Like, okay, so I got the hooded vest, ended up getting like new gear to match. It was like red and black. Mm-hmm. Then I took like pieces from my old gear and I started putting it on the vest, you know, like logos, and I ended up getting like this natural born and putting it on the hood. So when I came out. It said natural born, you know, yeah. and that's what, so that's when I started wearing a vest and then I was like, so I started taking like bits and pieces. I started taking pieces, pieces from Negan, pieces from Joker, you know, and just pieces from like, like bad guys from the eighties. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a three foot uh, crowbar. I'm going to paint it black and, uh, uh, or I'm going to paint it red and black. I'm going to call it Shirley and, and it's going <laughs> to be my best friend, but what's going to get me by and, and and I could blame all my all my bad doings on Shirley. It wasn't me that hit you. Shirley that hit you, you know. And, and like it got to the point where like fans were like chanting Shirley, Shirley, yeah. you know, or or fans were like calling it my girlfriend or whatever. And and, and I was like, you're hurting her feelings, you know. And they're like, oh, it's a crowbar. It doesn't have feelings. I was like touch it it's like it's cold i said that's a feeling jackass <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's just i love it man it's yeah. it, 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 it's really cool so it's like yeah. it, it's crazy and i try to evolve it every time try to do something different you know because yeah. it's like and now i'm balanced between a good guy and bad guy good guy but in oklahoma you're a good guy yeah oh you're a bad guy you know? like, that's the so good thing it, it's good because it's kind of like during the time of the territories, you know, the kayfabe, where you're kind of far enough apart. I know social media is a little more. Yeah. But, I mean, you could play the good guy wrestling for a cause in Oklahoma, and, mm-hmm. uh, and then you drive to Springfield or, or Harrison mm-hmm. or wherever, which is, you know, About a few hundred miles. Hours. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. got a few hundred miles, and, you know, unless they're – following every move you're doing they're probably not gonna you know i mean i didn't know it until i just started doing some digging i thought you were a bad guy all the time of a heel because you did it you do it 
and I know I keep saying this, but it's so true. You do it so well. You look the part. You, you when you come out there and you, you you do the stomping and all that stuff at the ringside, you know, and you slap the mat when something yeah, doesn't yeah. go your partner's way that's in the ring. Uh, you, you just have all that natural, I guess, believability. Yeah, villainous yeah. and believability of that. Okay, this guy is really, you know, ticked off, upset. Um, you know, when like you had a the last one, I believe you had somebody you were went to the ring with. And they were getting pounced around, and you'd be on the side slapping the mat, and I I just enjoy that because you don't see that anymore, and very rarely, and I just yeah, I just enjoy it, and uh, yeah, I can't say enough about it. I know I'm, I'm kind of harping on it. I'll get no, no, box. No, 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 but that's one of the, like I said, that's one of the main things is, is it's good to, for one, talk about, yeah. and one, like, 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 those are the things that some people don't realize that's what's missing in pro wrestling mm. until they see it, you know, yeah. just like you, you know, you didn't realize, hey, that's missing, like, wow, that is missing from a lot of guys when you, when you break it down, yeah. so, like, so it, it totally, like, like it, it's good to know that it's noticed by other people because yeah. like, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're in an era now where you, you don't get put over by the boys anymore, you know? So, yeah. so like you have to work what the fans think. And that, that's, what's important to me is what the fans think. Like, yeah. I don't care if Bob Thornton in the back didn't like my match. I want to know the guy that paid $25 for the ticket, what he thought of that match, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's what means that's what matters to me. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, I, I think you guys are, you, uh, and you're the whole group down there at mid states. Like I said, they're all, they're all, they're, 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 all, they're all on cylinder. They're, they're, they're running on all cylinders to me. Um, you know, I talked to uh, Johnny dynamite about a month ago, a month and a half, maybe. Hey, uh, there, huh? Yeah. I had him, your, your arch, your, you're, you're going to be your tag team partner here in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and, cool with him now. I'm good. Yeah. You're good with him now. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and it's the same thing, you know. How old he is, you know, he's very young, but he's yeah. very good at what he's doing. So he's he's learned the fundamentals, he's got it down good. And and that's the great thing about uh from what I see from mid states and, and, and wrestling for a cause is that you guys aren't just wrestling, you're you're telling a story, you're mentoring guys that are young and, and, and getting that back into where it should be and and that's to me and i know i keep harping on this on my soapbox but it's just the missing piece today to me you know i watched three hours of of raw and most of it's they're in the ring talking about whatever and then you get a match for like five minutes where the storytelling should be the match and not you talking on the mic for 15 minutes I don't know. That's just me, but that's the difference between mainstream and indie wrestling, though. Yeah. You know, indie wrestling. You know, like in mid states, you're barely going to get a promo. You're lucky if anybody even gets on the microphone in mid states. Right. Um, but that's the old school mentality of right. Jason Jones. You know, yeah. um, my my place. We have a TV show, so there's a few promos here and there. But right. every time, you're guaranteed leaving with six, seven matches. You know, so. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I, that I think that's a lot, lot big difference in between like WWE, AEW, and indie wrestling. You know, is indie wrestling, well, AEW, they're going to give you a lot of matches, 
Um, they are. But uh, uh, WWE is going to give you more storytelling. Uh, keep you, you know, keep you following, keep you updated. Like I'd say right now, WWE is the best fan probably that I can remember because I'm invested, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but that that's not saying a whole lot, you know. Um, I'm I'm more invested in indie wrestling, so that's where I'm at. Well, that and two, it's to me, it's one, it's ch- cheaper to buy a ticket. You know, you can pay twenty bucks, you're in the ringside. And yeah. you get to interact with the guys, men and women, you know, mm-hmm. before the match, during intermission, at the end of the show, you know, you can go up and say hi or whatever, talk to him for a few minutes, heal or baby face, doesn't really matter. And they're going to give you the time. Mm-hmm. And and I and I get, you know, they're the big time, you know, they don't have a lot of time to hang out or whatever, but. It's just kind of to me like you're paying all this money. I, I, I yeah. feel like that's bullcrap because I feel like they should make the time. Yeah, you, you're right. They I mean, they're making like, a lot of money. We're, we're, I'm, I'm going to say we're because we're the reason that they're there. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, hey, we pay your uh, paycheck, sir. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But like, I feel like if you're going to take your time, out of your life to come watch me perform, mm-hmm. I'm going to take time out of my life mm-hmm. to thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. that's all it is. A simple thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Here's an autograph. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I I totally understand. I wanted to ask you uh, interaction with other wrestlers and promoters. Have you ever worked in WWE or AEW or any of those impact? Uh, for so, uh, let's see, in 2006 and 2007, I did two uh, two things with the uh, WWE, but they were uh, they were paid, but nothing on TV. I was backstage, um, worked out with them, and all that, but nothing uh, nothing majorly. Uh, I have worked uh, a few names here and there, uh, a few legends. Um, um, I've worked. Um, with bigger legends and bigger guys that's been in this business, mm-hmm. uh, and I've learned from them. Uh, I'm I've I've lost that dream of ever wanting to be a WWE wrestler a long time ago. Yeah. Like when I started WFC, like I knew my WrestleMania moments were going to be right here at Wrestling for a Cause. Yeah. Like those, those, those are my, those are my moments, you know, yeah. those are the things because I get, I get for two and a half hours, uh-huh. I get to take this child that's fighting cancer, right? Mm-hmm. And I get them to forget cancer exists yeah. for two and a half hours. They get to escape reality mm-hmm. and be a fan, jump up and down, have fun. Yeah. And then they can go home. And then they're back to reality, but yeah. like that, those are the moments. Like nothing, nothing, nothing's bigger than that. Like yeah. you, I, you could put me in uh, the sidekick of Bray Wyatt for all I care. That wouldn't be as big as what what I do at Wrestling for a Cause. You know, because like we've been we've been going strong for eleven years. You know, close to two hundred thousand dollars raised. You know, and, and now that and now we're at a point now that we're, we're getting ready to take off because now we have 
we got corporate sponsors getting involved now. Uh, we got we got uh, other nonprofits getting involved. We're getting ready to be full 501c3. So now that we will get like government funding and grants, you know, like everything oh, we need, you know, uh, we, we started a relationship. We started a relationship with EC3 and we're pretty good, uh, pretty doing pretty good with EC3 right now. And yeah. uh, James Storm, it loves what we're doing. He's spreading the word about wrestling for a cause. So, and we got, you know, we got a few more big shows coming up. Uh, in, yeah. Like, I think we got a big one coming up in February. Then we got Stravis Slams of Two coming up in August. So, like, and I, I'm trying to make, and each year I'm going to make them bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and like, like we, we were a small, small company that started from doing, like, one show a year, six shows a year, to 12 shows a year. Now we're, like, 24, 26 shows a year, oh, you know, wow. like. Great. It's like it's just like it's just growing and growing and growing and getting bigger and yeah. and like it's it's awesome because like we got the like the most amazing people you can be around for twelve hours a day or right, right there wrestling for a cause. Mm-hmm. We got some of the coolest, 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 most awesome people because they care about the cause. They yeah. show up early. They they help set up. They're they're there all day. They take a little lunch break. They come back. They hang out. We put on a great wrestling show. Yeah. They're there. They stick around. They tear down. You know, it's like it's a huge family. And then you know, yeah. and it's it's just a family business. Cause, you know, I got my wife. She runs the kitchen and concession area. You know, okay, great. Uh, my my mom before she got cancer, she was running the front door. My sister works there. You know, so it's like. Uh, my kid helps out every now and then, but not often. But yeah, so it's like everybody else, their family to me, like like, yeah. like the entire family, and, and that's what it takes to yeah. to continue your success, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that's wrestling for a cause, man. It's it, it's such a great, awesome place to be. I wanted to ask you about wrestling for a cause. What I guess what made you want to start a promotion for? you know, fighting cancer, um, and talk a little bit, if you would, about, you know, you talk about some corporate sponsors and stuff, but really how you got it off the ground, I guess, is what I'm trying to find out, is how you got it off the ground and, and uh, all that. Okay, so um, I was uh, on Facebook. Uh, I had saw something on this um, radio stations uh facebook group and there's this guy named tom talking about trying to raise money for this little boy named Ryder, who was fighting uh, stage four brain cancer okay i was like man i don't i don't know what i could do to help maybe we can do a pro wrestling benefit show yeah he's like i'm in so i reached out to compound and mike and uh, steerwalt and all them and i talked them into you know, rent me the stuff, and let's 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 do a show for this little boy. So we did uh, our first show uh, October twenty first, two thousand eleven, with Compound. Okay. It was the first wrestling for a show, and we raised oh, uh, I want to say like eighteen hundred bucks that show, and I was okay. like, that's pretty cool. We could raise yeah. money like that. Uh, but then I ended up becoming real good friends with Ryder. You know, so I'd always hang out with Ryder. We'd wrestle around and all that. Yeah. Um, then uh, I ended up doing another show the following year in 2012 for this little girl named Chelsea Brooke, which was Jake McCoy's very last show that he had ever done because um, he ended up retiring. And then um, 
we raised oh i'd say 1300 maybe we didn't have many that many auction items okay uh like 1300 bucks and the dad was so freaking happy but chelsea brooks ended up passing away like a mm. few days before the event mm. uh, and then 2013 rolled around more families were interested hey how do we how do we do get this happen so i found the wasser sertoma center and we started running there mm-hmm. uh, more, and uh started helping more families and i think the time i got to the fifth family writer had passed away so like it put a big drop in like if i even wanted to do pro wrestling anymore or if I even went to these benefits anymore because like I can't handle this, you know. And yeah. uh Shirley, which that's what my 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 crowbar's named after Shirley, which is writer's grandmother, showed up at my house one day okay. and she's like, This is your calling like 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 you like, you're you're meant to help these children. Oh hello you this is this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Don't give up just because we lost writer like legacy so i continued and i kept it going and i kept it going and then more people got interested more families got interested so we continued just rolling with it and then we started like a not for profit and became not for profit and then uh, we never financially could make it to the not the 501c3 part so we started kind of piggybacking off other 501c3s because they're like hey just piggyback off us to get off your feet so we're trying, 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 and then um, we, it just like, it just kept getting bigger and bigger, more families, uh, more, not just families, but causes, like other people needed help. Uh, like we'd even do a fundraiser for a baseball team, you know, okay. uh, people would do fundraisers for people would do fundraisers for us so we could have cool things, you know, like yeah. uh, I had a buddy that uh, one of my buddies did a softball tournament for us so we could get a sound system, you know, yeah. uh, then, then uh, we had this uh, company in the UK that donated uh, the very first WFC championship. Well, not the first one, the hometown heroes championship we brought over from another company mm-hmm. from Kansas, but the uh, WFC championship, it was like, it was a $2,000 belt donated to us. Wow. The cause, you know? Yeah. Wow. Then a buddy did another softball tournament, raised 1300 and uh, the dude ended up making us tag belts for 1300 And then, so, you know, like it just kept going. And then, like, yeah. we would, any any profit we would make would go, like, into the company. But we always paid out to the family. And we only made our profit, like, off T-shirts. So all the ticket sales and the auction items and all that, we gave straight to the family, yeah. send them a check or cash that night or whatever and i tried to send him a check that way it could be noted you know and tax right. purpose um so it's like it just one of those things that, that that when everybody gets behind something really really awesome yeah it becomes something big you know yeah. and now now it's at at the point now that it's like i got corporate sponsors wanting to make us like a household name, you know, right here in Tulsa, yeah. like not so much on a national level, but on right. a local level. Yeah. Like year, year round entertainment, like, like they're wanting to get us the right funding, building everything we can get, you know, and uh, sure it yeah. could be pipe dreams. We don't know, but, but this guy, yeah, this is what he does. He takes, he takes small nonprofits to make some 501 C3s, you know, so yeah. that's what they do, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, 
just I just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to take WFD to another level because we've, yeah. we've done things Tulsa Drillers now the uh, Tulsa Oilers you know and yeah. uh, Fari Joes and now that we've got Travis Slams uh, like I'm just trying to do things that isn't being done right here in Oklahoma yeah. trying to create a different atmosphere but time yeah. raise money for families and help families out yeah. while putting on one of the best products that you can see, especially right good spots. They hate me, but there's a few good spots. I'll give them credit. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, um, it's uh, it's just one of those things, man, that, that yeah. you got to worry about yourself, you know, and, and, and that's how I made WFC what it is today yeah not just me i don't i don't want to ever say i'm taking all the credit right it's an entire team right it takes business partner it takes it takes the wrestlers the staff mm-hmm. everything it takes yeah and, and that's the reason why we are who we are and why we continue doing what we're doing for 11 years you know yeah no it's it sounds like a great organization i actually did some reading on it today uh before we came on and it sounds like just a great organization it sounds like what the big promotions would, was doing in the 70s and into the mid 80s you know i would uh watch back in the day like the american wrestling association they do these fundraisers wrestling for a cure for muscular dystrophy the wwf mm-hmm. back in the 70s would do shows for diabetes for kids you know and kids uh yeah. things like that and you just don't See, I mean, you know, WWE does uh, Connor's Cure, uh, things like that. But, I mean, it's not at a local level. It's not a for a specific, you know, organization. Yeah, it, it's, it's for, like, basically, it's for a cure, you know what I mean? I'm trying mm-hmm. to find a cure for childhood cancer. Ours impacts families, like, right. as in we donate to the family that we're right. doing the show for. Right. Not for not the uh, you know American Cancer Society who will give them a dollar of every thousand dollars raised you know something like yeah. that. Yeah. I want them to walk away with what they can, and that whether that be five hundred, fifteen hundred, two thousand, thirteen thousand, what we can raise that that that's that, that's our goal, you know. And yeah. and and if we get corporate sponsors, then that uh, we're we're, we're going to we're going to take this a lot further, and and these families are going to walk away with a lot a lot of money, and and that's my goal. That's yeah. my goal. Yeah. Well, it sounds great, and from what you've told me, you've overcome some adversity in your life, and from going from what you went through as a as a adolescent and a young adult, you know, you should commend yourself for what you have done. Um, and people that are watching this or listening, if you know, take note of this. You can change yourself if you want to. And make yeah. yourself a better person, uh, the person that you want to be. So, I mean, kudos to you, my friend. I uh, I have a lot more respect for you uh, just talking to you this last what, 45 minutes. And uh, I just got a couple more questions. Um, I know it. Okay, so my question is, we're going to kind of go back to wrestling. Uh, have you, who's been one of your favorite people to work with either in the ring against them or a tag team partner or whatever who's been one of your favorite guys or male or female that you've worked with that 
comes to mind for you that you just flowed well? Um, Jason Jones is one of them. Okay. Uh, I, I could, I've been wrestling Jason Jones for 20 years, man. Yeah. Like we've, like he was one of my top, well, let's see, first 10 matches in my rookie year, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, yeah, I've, I've been wrestling Jason for a long time and, and there's this guy named Justin Lee out of Tulsa, Broken yeah. Arrow, I guess, Broken Arrow Bad Boy, I guess it could be that. Uh, I've been wrestling him, another guy I've been wrestling for probably about 15 to 16 years, you know? Yes. And uh, I've had a few other guys that I can go out there and just say, say it's an amazing time, but right now, the most fun I'm having right now is with my buddy Alex Royal. Like, we're the Rock and Royal Express. You know, so so it's, like, uh, it, it's just we're I'm we're having a time of life because it's like he's his character, I'm my character, yeah, and we're ourselves out there, and, and we're I'm having a time of my life doing things with yeah. him. So like I'd have to say that, but like I don't I don't really like have like I guess like I I, I base myself like off moments, you know, like yeah. favorite moments, like. Like, I can't say that, hey, what's my favorite match or any of that? Cause, like, I, I don't know. I, I just I try to create moments. Yeah. That's all I've ever do. You yeah. know, it's like, just create freaking moments to remember. Because that's what people remember are moments, not the matches, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we, you and I could talk about Dusty and Flair all, 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 all night long. And right. what we're going to do is we're going to talk about moments that they had, not matches that they had, right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, everybody that I'm around right now, I love the death, and and I'm having a time of my life with them. Uh, some of them I feel like aren't there for the cause; they're more or less there for their ego. Which, I mean, I guess I, I can't be mad about that. They're still putting in their time, and they're still giving me their all yeah. for the cause. And I can't like, I can't blame someone not being down with the cause. Uh, it doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah. Um, what makes you a bad person is when you go out and you spread lies about the cause or lies about the promoters and stuff. That's what makes you a bad person. But not like being down with the cause. That 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 doesn't affect like like matter of fact, uh Dutch Hagen, a buddy of mine, Dutch Hagen, he wrestles for me. He's wrestled for me since day one. Mm-hmm. And he straight up told me, Hey man, I can't go to the hospital. I, I can't, man. Like I, I physically, I can't pull it off. So like, 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 I don't have it in me to see them like that because I couldn't imagine my children like that, you know. And I'm the complete opposite because I think of what if my child was there? Yeah. I want someone like me showing up and showing my child a little bit of love or or helping my child out. Yeah. So, so like, so it's it, 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 it's a little different because like just like right now it's. It, <laughs> It's like everybody I'm around is a yeah. blessing to be around. Yeah. You know, so. Understand that. Yeah, it's it sounds like a great organization, a lot of great talent. Okay, one question, and you don't have to say a name or anything, but I just wanted to know, sometimes I get no. Have you ever had heat with anybody outside of the ring that you've worked with, like, for real? And but maybe it got resolved later, or it hasn't. 
Um, yeah, I've had, I've had a few, like, I think more people have heat with me than I have with them, uh, because I have this passion for professional wrestling that they don't. Yeah. And I look at professional wrestling different than they look at, uh, it's a playground to them. It's work to me. Right. Uh, it's real life to me. It's a fake life to them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm cut from a different cloth than everybody else. Yeah. And uh, if we're cut from the same cloth, I'm cut a little bit different. So, uh, so like, so I've had heat, like 20 years, of course, I've had heat, yeah. um, but all my, all my heat I've ever had has been resolved with a friendly handshake or a friendly conversation. Okay. Uh, nothing's ever led to someone getting their ass whooped or yeah. any of that, okay. because like, it's not that damn serious. Um, right. Uh, there's a few guys right now, like out there, that uh, I get wind that they're running my name to the mud, talking about me. But I'm not going to give them the time of day, mention who they are, or worry about what they're saying because, right. like, that's what I'm gonna have to deal with my entire life is yeah. uh, jealousy. Yeah. Uh, well, people spread they'll, they'll they'll spread things about you to make you look bad so they look better. Um, and, and that's okay, you know, it's okay because, like, uh, in the long run. A karma, B <laughs> yeah. the truth comes out, yeah. and C Tim Rockwell takes note and screenshots of everything he's ever done. <laughs> so I got proof. Anyways, but literally, more people probably have heat with me than I have with them. I, as of right now, I don't hate nobody. I don't have yeah. no heat with nobody. I think everybody, uh, not not everybody deserves to be in professional wrestling. I will never, ever, ever, ever say that because I feel like professional wrestling isn't for everybody, right. but it's, you, it's watchable for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying just because you can't make it as a pro wrestler that you don't have a spot in the professional wrestling business. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a different beast. So, so people, um, uh, um, uh, so People will uh, will uh, hate you for doing good, or you could do a million good things in the world, and they just hate you for the one bad thing you did. You yeah. know, so you got to live with it, man. That's that's a part of the wrestling business, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you're doing a lot of good things right now, especially with your promotion and all the work you're doing. Um, it, it, I, I, it's opinions of guys like you that matter to me. That, well, I appreciate that. You know, I, I couldn't be a professional wrestler. One, I'm too dang old. And two, uh, if I was involved in the business other than this, I'd probably have to be like a ref or a manager. That's about my level I could be at right now. <laughs> so, Or you could be like backstage help, you know. Like, oh, yeah. Or I could sub- or yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there's always a spot for somebody in professional wrestling. I just yeah. want them to know that, you know, like it just, it isn't always in the ring. You right. know? And yeah. sometimes it's a, it's a lot funner outside the ring because mm-hmm. when you turn 50 to 60, you don't have a bad hip. You don't have none of that bad stuff. You know what I mean? Because, but you was around it and you had fun, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. what I tried to explain to people. And then people think I'm a bad guy because I'm like, oh, he doesn't want me to be a pro wrestler. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying <laughs> if pro wrestling doesn't work out for you, yeah. this is what you can't do. Yeah. yeah. So, like, misunderstanding, misunderstanding. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. One more question. What Hello, are you doing? Brandon? What are you doing now? I know you got a show coming up. Let's talk about that a little bit. 
Well, let's see. Uh, actually, this Saturday I'll be in Harrison, Arkansas. You gonna be there? Uh, probably not Whoa. this Saturday. Sorry, I'll be the one in Springfield in November. Okay. Okay, I'll be there in Springfield. Uh, are you from the Springfield area? Yeah, I live outside of Bolivar, Missouri. So it's about okay. 45 minute drive okay. to there. So I will be at the okay. one in Springfield on November 12th. November 12th. All right, I will be there. But anyways, uh, I'll be uh, in Harrison, Arkansas this Saturday. Uh, the following weekend is going to be WFC's 11 year anniversary show in Tulsa at the Hope Center Arena, um, uh, where we have six huge huge matches one of them being a 10-man tag match where it's uh my uh my uh presidency versus richard pierce's directorship so if he beats me he's president of wfc if i beat him he's gone um i got of course i got i got a few more dates coming up i got i got november 7th i got matt cardona and a few of those other guys coming in okay Uh, good november november 19th we're doing a benefit for this little girl with cancer named ava and wagner okay Um, december 10th we're doing a uh, december 3rd i'll be back in harrison november 12th i'll be in springfield and then december uh 10th was Thankfully, it's going to be my last wrestling show of the year. So I spent some time with my family. Uh, uh, yeah. It's going to be a WFC Christmas show. Yeah. Do a huge Christmas show for the children and everything. So, And then uh, 2023 is going to be the big event, man. It's huge. I mean, that's that's what we're doing. Man. That's 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 WFC. I mean, yeah. wrestling for mid states. I'm, I'm trying to slow my wrestling down a little bit, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I can't. I can't. I just gotta keep going, man. Gotta keep going. While I can do it, man. Yes. Understand. So the Tulsa event, October twenty second. Uh, I want to mention that because uh, you know that's a big event for you guys, and uh, I'll. That's going to be great. I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to the show in, in November 12th in uh, Springfield with Mid States. And yeah. uh, like I said, one more time, ladies and gentlemen, the natural born villain, Tim Rockwell, sir. Thank you for coming on tonight. I will post your social media uh, platforms, Tim, on our description below, and your WFC information as well. So if people want to get tickets or find out more information, they can uh, just click on those links for you. So thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Have a great night. All right, everybody, if you're listening, thank you. If you're watching, thank you. And if you haven't, please subscribe, and we will talk to you soon.